0: Hey, hello, and welcome to I'm on my period piece. I'm Lindsay. I'm Molly. And we are the Sherman sisters. This week, we both dipped our toes for the very first time mm-hmm. into the entire story of Great Expectations. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned. Uh, we have a tenuous grasp at best. Well, I have no idea what she's saying, but bitch, I am living. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that same phrase when I was watching this. I, I, I was probably 10 minutes from the end. where I was like, huh, I absorbed nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, before we start talking about the flick, Bitch, let's sync up. Oh sure. What have you been up to? Thank you for asking. Um, what I have I been up to? I uh, went to Georgetown, saw our parents. Oh yeah, y'all went to IKEA, while. yeah. We did go to IKEA. Good I got for many you. things in that very pale wood color. Oh, we love that. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm I'm moving to a lot of. I'm trying to do more glass storage rather mm. than plastic because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's an endocrine disruptor. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Wow. I would encourage everyone to not care about your health at all. Because uh, when you start to, you <laughs> really expensive. start to. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the worst. Um, anyway, uh, that was fun. Went to Ikea. Let's see. What did Craig and I watch? I feel like we watched something quirky, crazy. Quirky. Oh. Uh, we watched Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Okay. Okay. Um, Beautiful what, gowns, gorgeous gowns. You, it's a, a Steve Spielberg flick. Okay. You know, with the aliens? Yeah, the boom, I mean... Boom, 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 I, that I would have guessed slash maybe known that it was about aliens, but I don't think I know anything else about that film. Like, well, I couldn't tell you who's it in it. features, like, an absolutely gorgeous, ripped, Adonis, young Richard Dreyfus. Richard Dreyfus. Yeah. He actually did have his angle. He was, like, kind of weirdly, like, schlubby cute. He is 5'4". He is someone or that... Or maybe five, three. I would have guessed was born 50. 65 mm-hmm. years old. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> yeah. It's weird to think that he was ever young. He yeah, was in is. Jaws, too, though. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, see, Sunday Craig went to a uh, survival foraging class. You love to hear that. You love to hear... You know what? He had he had high reviews, and um, he knows like about Sorrel and things like that now. Um, like the boot brand? Yeah. Yes, but it's it's based on a plant. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, can't, fruit is what candy is based on. <laughs> Big dumbass hours uh, um, over here. No, I I think I read it in like a book a few years ago. Have okay. you heard of those? Yeah, I have. Um, I've actually been reading some. Thank you so much. Uh, great. Um, anyway, That's great. great. Um While he did that, I rewatched The Big Short. Oh man, that movie's fun. That movie is so good. There was um we do icebreaker questions at work on Fridays just to like start our team meetings off. And one of the questions recently was like, what's a movie you think you've seen the most? Mm -hmm. For me, the answer was The Double Wars Prada. I think I've seen it about 8,000 times. But one of my coworkers said, that's like a movie she keeps coming back to. That's a great answer. Because honestly, it's like, if you truly were like, I will give you $5,000 if you can explain what happened in 2008, I would be like... I, that's what I had to, I had to go can back I get and get partial read, credit. Well, I could have, I could have told you that it was like the, the, you know, sort of absolute material root of it were these, um, uh, loans. Vari- variable rate yeah. or like what it's not even called variable rate. Ninja loans. The ninja. Yeah. No, yeah. no income, no job. Um, uh, but what are they called? And no assets. Oh, help me out, Lindsay. Is it not variable rate? Oh, um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. no, yeah, it is variable rate. Okay, whatever. Were they the the mortgage terms changed like five years in? That doesn't seem like it should be legal. It certainly doesn't seem like it should be legal. But basically, like they would balloon your interest payments. It would balloon your interest payments. I can't believe these people are getting away with like no down either. Yeah. Um. But I mean. What sucks is that people so classically blamed her on, like, oh, you over-leveraged yourself. But, like, at the top, they were, like, bundling all of these mortgages yeah. into these uh, CDOs, well, uh, collateralized honestly, debt obligations. When you're told, uh, like, in our entire society that, like, the only way to, like, achieve stable wealth is to own a home. Because it is. <laughs> like So, like, when somebody sees the opportunity to buy a house. Yeah. And of course, like, sweet. This is great. Of course. The bank says I can afford it. Well, and I was reading a a thing about how like one of the dudes who was in like the Wall Street Bets thing like explicitly was like, "No, this feels like revenge because my parents lost everything." Yeah. And but like this article is exploring basically like it wasn't just like it's easy to to think like, you know, if your parents have talked to you about uh buying a house, which is a huge if. Yeah. That you would know that you need, like, money down. But, like, the way that they cooked it into these some of these contracts, like, you would have to have a lawyer take a very close look to even right. realize that it was a variable rate. Right. Yeah. Um, it's, like, a very buyer beware predatory right. kind of thing. Yeah. Very, very creepy. But the one part of it, like, and I, as I was rewatching it, I was like, oh, okay, tight, tight, tight. Yeah, I got all this. <laughs> the one part that I don't quite get still are synthetic CDOs. Which is, like, so CDOs are, like, um... Collateralized debt obligations. Yeah, so yeah. it's basically just more, like, banks buying and selling, like, bundles of mortgages. Okay, yeah. But a synthetic one, I think, was, like, sort of, like, an option on one, like, to, to short other CDOs. Oh, my there's God. a scene where they're in Vegas, and they're, like, um... This is, like, very making money coming and going. Like, yeah, there's creating a problem, making money off that problem, creating a problem based on the way that you make money off of that problem listen I mean there layers there's a huge reason many major religions don't approve Mm -hmm. of usury Mm -hmm. um you know yeah whatever because it's it's predatory yeah um but the scene where they're in Vegas and Steve Carell is talking to that one like douchebag dude over sushi and he's realizing like one CDO that he like you know managed or whatever like might be worth 10 million but like 21 billion in like other economic assets like depended on it oh god because like um so it's it's just money isn't real like pension funds that's oh my god see that's that's what i'm saying it's like it's just all this stuff is like imaginary monopoly money at some point you know yeah i mean yeah, there's no sen- there's there's no value. There's no intrinsic tied to value. It. There's yeah. no scarcity. Right. At all. Exactly. Like, you can you can print up money and give it to who you want. Right. It's all it's all uh you know what do they say in uh, Wolf of Wall Street? It's a it's a whoosie, It's a hazy. It's a fugazi. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, whatever. Anyway, great movie. Brad Pitt uh, as always. So hot. We love our king. Kind of a prepper. Yeah. And, which <laughs> is like, <laughs> woo. <laughs> did a great job in that movie he, he he's a baby-faced angel boy who i know is not a nice person not a nice person but i don't need that in actors exactly oh <laughs> like, you don't have to be my best friend just <laughs> convince me that you're like abraham lincoln you know or theodore lawrence Or Theodore Lawrence. Anyway, great flick. Would recommend. I think there's like two women in it, but that's fine. You love to see that. Well, actually, sorry. There's a standout, incredible performance by one Miss Melissa Leo. Oh, we love Melissa Leo. Yeah, I forgot Melissa Leo was in it. She works at like Standard & Poor's. Oh, man. What Um, a delight she is. I I love a staunch character. She and she staunch. always she goes big every, <laughs> every time, time. Every, every time, every time, girls. Anyway, that's that's what I've been up to in terms of what I'm consuming. Oh, of course, yeah. I'm done consuming and now I'm ready to make. <laughs> I'm ready to make. <laughs> what have you been up to? Um, well, I did read a book. Thank you so much, sweetheart. Okay. Um, so I finished reading self care last. I think it was like right after we finished recording last week. And I was like, okay, I can't lose my momentum. i need to start the next book that I got. So I had this book that I got at Larkin Owl in Georgetown called Exciting Times by Nisha Dolan. And the reason I bought it was it was very like, oh, it's it's much like Sally Rooney's Normal People. It's like in that same vein. She's another like young Irish author to watch. Hmm. So I was like, I'm listening. I love Normal People. I know that's like a divisive Thing I feel Is like. it? yeah so in Husker Wild the Hooligan Book Club there mm-hmm. are a bunch of people that are like okay it's just about two skinny white people who it's are not, not that interesting it's not the plot that it's was, not the it plot. was the writing exactly that's the thing because I actually did really like the TV show because it was I think it captured the tone of the writing uh-huh. beautifully it felt like that to me it felt exactly the level like the brand of depression that I had in my senior year of high school beautiful yes <laughs> yeah aesthetic depression it was aesthetic depression it was much say <laughs> very that yeah. so this book i got like I, I don't know i just felt like i was trudging through the first like 30 pages that night so the next day just like out of curiosity i looked on the Hoosker wild hooligan book club to see if anyone had written anything about it and the reviews were mostly negative like they were like i just felt for self-care no, for um, Exciting Times. Oh, okay. They okay. were like, I don't see the Sally Rooney connection. It seems like a very lazy thing to do because just they're because both they're Irish both young girls. Irish girls. Um, and this book did not get me. So I gave it another try, and I really just can't do it. Like, I, I don't like to give up on a book, but, like, dude, it's like, if I'm going to have to drag myself through this when I could just pick up another book, I know I'm going to enjoy. Let me do that. So I finally returned to Trick Mirror, which I've been meaning to read since it came out. Um Gia Tolentino, (laughs) bless you. Thank you. Um, And I like that because it's, like, just a series of essays, so... you got to love an essay. You know, I love an essay, um, so I'm, like, you know, a third of the way through that, but um, yeah, time to pivot a little bit into some nonfiction. Okay, great. And then Friday, uh, what did we watch? We watched One Night in Miami, Regina King's directorial debut. Oh, how was that? It was good. It was, you know, it was adapted from a stage play, and, like, the script... Very feels like a stage play, Mm -hmm. like, um, but it was beautifully made. And, uh, there was, I didn't know much about like Malcolm X. Um, so this is set, there's four people. It's, um, Malcolm X, I think Jerry Brown, he's a football player. Oh, yeah. Muhammad Ali. Wait, Jerry Brown's from Houston. Is it Jerry Brown? Pretty sure. Um, he's like of that age. Uh, I think so. Jerry Brown Jr., I think, also played. Um, Okay, so let's see. It is um, Sam Cooke, uh, which is played by, um, oh gosh, the guy that played Aaron Burr. Leslie Odom. Leslie Odom Jr., which was a great casting choice. choice. Um, Oh, yeah, so it is Jim Brown, my bad. Okay, Muhammad Ali, Malcolm X, and Sam Cooke. And it's. Right as Muhammad Ali is changing his name from Cassius Clay to Muhammad Ali because mm-hmm. he's been talking to Malcolm X about joining the Nation of Islam. I don't think I knew that Malcolm X was how he converted to yeah, Islam. Yeah, I, th- I think they were like, he may have been just like one of several reasons, That's but cool in this though. movie they draw like the straight line. Um, but it's like right as Malcolm X is like about to leave the Nation of Islam because he doesn't really like some choices the leadership has been making uh-huh. they don't really get super in the weeds about it but they say the name lewis and lewis Paracon. Uh-huh. um so anyways um uh and then so it's like the four of them hanging out in a hotel room mostly um celebrating muhammad ali's uh win in a in a Um, Fight, And it's kind of like a lot of character study, like where their characters disagreed or what they agreed on or, you know, whatever. And it's based on an actual event. Like these four men were known to actually have spent that evening together, but we don't know what they talked about. So it's kind of just like a fictionalized account of that. But Mm -hmm. anyways, it was really good, I thought. Um, I did not know, though, um, until the end of the movie that this was like just a few months before Malcolm X and Sam Cooke both died. Ooh, the same cook one especially is I mean they're they're both sad but like yeah the same cook thing really gets me I didn't know any I just read about it on his Wikipedia like he was shot in a hotel right mm-hmm. and then Malcolm X I don't know how he he was killed too but I can't remember by whom his apparently his wife and daughters like were like it was somebody in the nation of Islam um, really I was about to say I've assumed he was assassinated yeah and his daughter went to prison for um uh, an attempt to kill Louis Farrakhan a few years what? ago. Yeah, when she was an adult. Um, they had, he and his wife had six daughters. Wow. Incredible. If you have to have six kids, that's the perfect lineup. An absolutely incredible run. Um, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> what luck! <laughs> anyway, so then Saturday, um, we started to, I wanted to watch Spider Man Far From Home because okay, I like the new Spider Man. I think he's very cute. Wait, Tom Holland? Yeah, he's very cute. Oh my gosh, I... First of all, uh, want to congratulate you for doing something... Basic. Wait, no, well, <laughs> I will celebrate any basic move right. any of myself or my friends make because right. I think it means that we're growing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and as I've told you, you will know that I'm ascended when right. I am wearing Tory Burch flats. <laughs> 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 that you will find me under the Bodhi tree in lotus pose in... Uh, Toy bridge flats, and a Lily pulls her dress. And two inch barrel curls, <laughs> and they oh. will stay that way forever until we all reach Shambhala. <laughs> no, um, and I, and it's good news. Yeah, <laughs> um, no, I uh, I was gonna congratulate you for doing something way out of pocket from what you'd expect. Yeah, so- I would love to hear that you're like gonna hike. Or well, something I would love to hike actually. Um, as long as the weather is between Okay, so like this weekend. Sixty five <laughs> and eighty five degrees. Yeah. Um, before the sun is so high that the U B index is concerning and okay. um I don't want to be uphill most of the way. Um anyways, you know, so we have some neighbor friends that um we would talk like their daughter is really good friends with Matilda, they play in the park together. Kara, she came to a mm-hmm. club. Yeah. Um and she and her husband and me and Parker would always like catch up about one division mm-hmm. um on Fridays when our kids would play and so we were after it ended, we were like, now what am I going to watch? And Kara hadn't seen Spider-Man Far From Home either, but we were talking about, like, I really liked Homecoming. I thought it was cute. Mm-hmm. You know, this new, actually having Spider-Man be a high school student is kind of like a cute, yeah. you know, turn. And so Parker was like, well, but you haven't seen Endgame. And, like, there's some references to Endgame <laughs> and Spider-Man Far From Home. And I was like, because oh. also the premise of Far From Home is he's studying abroad or, like, on a, like, a... On, like, a school trip overseas or something, and I was like, we love that storyline. Come on, London. (laughs) I know, exactly. Um, We love a London. We love, like, a a, a Lizzie McGuire movie, Going to Rome. Oh, my God. Um, An iconic movie for children, truly. iconic movie. I cannot wait to watch it with mine. Um, Oh, man. Yeah, they're going to love that. (laughs) Anyway, so, um, but we went to go rent it, and you... There was like one oh, it was on stars which I know mom and dad have a login to but like mm-hmm. I couldn't remember the login and I was I like got you. I just like oh, uh, and so you I don't just, want to text me <laughs> <laughs> so I went to go rent it from the Apple store and you can only buy it you can't rent it so I was like screw it and we ended up starting watching Endgame but bitch that movie is 3 hours long Like I can't do it we, I, we had to pause I we watched an hour and a half and I was like that's enough for tonight I think <laughs> Oh. <laughs> we haven't picked it up yet, but maybe so, we'll finish it tomorrow night. Speaking of Disney... Um franchises uh-huh, uh-huh. I have uh I'll, I'll save it for the end of the episode but I have a recommendation con- controversial suggestion for our next movie oh wonderful is it on Disney Blue you mm-hmm. love <laughs> I can't wait to th- see what that's gonna be <laughs> I can't wait to see how this will turn <laughs> yeah no it's on Disney Blue wonderful okay um I so- guess we should talk about this movie and apologies in advance because this could be five minutes long <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Lindsay it's- and I I promise we watched it we did I actually finished it just before we started recording um so I was reading the Wikipedia for the novel, which, okay, let me just like reveal what a virgin I am. In high school, I and Molly were in <laughs> pre-AP English uh, in ninth grade when the honors kids read Great Expectations and we read Tale of Two Cities. It never came up at the rest of my entire English And They didn't education. have me read Tale of Two Cities. You didn't have to I read Tale of Two Cities? I don't remember what I read. And stuff. What year was that? It was the summer before ninth grade. No, I didn't read *Sale of Two Titties*. Oh, you know what? No, no, no. That was the f- we read *Count of Monte Cristo* the summer. Oh, I did read that. We read *Tale of Two Cities* in the in the actual semester. Hmm. But yeah, I think the honors kids that. read um, *Great it's Expectations*. Like how they got at their to read summary. *The Pearl*. And *The Pearl*. I never we read, read the old *Pearl man in the Sea* instead. *Nervous Pearl*. *Nervous um, Pearl*. I hated *The Old Man in the Sea*. Boring. I, you know, I probably would like the writing if I read it now. Because no, I, I mean, I have a theory that the curriculum is created to make you not want to read. And No, I mean it. Like truly they take when you you t- look at like the you know, I don't know, the catalogue of like quote, public unquote, school in the pocket of big cliff notes. <laughs> big illiteracy. <laughs> no, I mean well, we could have a broader conversation about how the entire like public school system serves mm-hmm. a workforce that no longer exists. Yep, but, that's true. Um it, anyway. I no. I they they look at the the grand catalog of like quote unquote great authors that one yeah. is like meant to read, which is a very silly assignation anyway. Totally. And then they choose the worst books those authors have written. Well, that's. What I was thinking while I was watching this, I'm like, I have this is a weird thing that I have felt like was such a major cultural blind spot for me because I feel like people make references to Great Expectations all the time. There was a South Park about it, and I'm like, it's a. Yeah, there's a Pip character. That's right. Well, there was a Mrs. Havisham character, too. I don't too. remember her. But, like, I, the fact that I have had this weird chip on my shoulder about how I need to get around to reading that. I need to get around to watching what can, something. What can we learn from this? It's, like, a canon thing. And now I'm, like, this? I know. All that hoopla The chances over, are you're missing out on nothing. This? You know? Yeah. It's, like, honestly, I mean, it's, like, a... An interesting enough story, I guess. It's cool how he tied characters from the front it to the is. end, but like, it's a it's a coming of age story. This little boy uh, named Pip. It's short for the Uh, Ramon. short for Philip Pip, but they say Pirip. So it's like Philip Pip, And I'm like, that's a joke, right? So it goes by Pip, which is a cute name. I must Pip's say. Pip's a really cute name and like a classic like orphan oh, like yeah. Dekinsian name. It's like a Pip, little Pip. Yeah, he's gotta sound like like wide eyed and yes. like full of wonder. Oh my in, gosh. Little calloused hands. Boy. So Pip lives with his older sister who is a total bitch. <laughs> 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 she that is. I think is um the right literary term for what she is. <laughs> she is. This is the trope of the total bitch. And she's played by Sally Hawkins, who is in this movie for two scenes. I, I was, like, was so shocked. Why did you bother shilling out Sally Hawkins' you money? Had you could have anybody play that role. You could have had anybody. Anyone else. Sally Hawkins. Save her for when you've got, like... Uh, frankly, I think she should only play lovable characters, personally. Agreed. But also, um, this was 2012. You probably could have gotten Saran Jones on the cheap listen she would have been great do not refer to my saran as did, if she is no but listen in, 20, in 2012 in 2012 it would have been a steal of a deal you would have bought low there it probably would have been you know what and you hold she would have done a good job she's a she's an asset you hold on to mm, truly but no i mean you could have, you could have given saran jones five minutes in that instead totally. of totally and like someone honestly, Hawkins money leapt her career forward a little bit wow you could have helped someone you could have helped someone we wouldn't have had to you wait. Could have helped someone. We wouldn't have had to wait till Gentleman Jack to find Saran. Well, geez. we would have because I haven't. We wouldn't have watched this movie until today. But also, Doctor Foster was relatively. Sick. I didn't you should see that. Watch it. Is it good? So, yeah. Okay. 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 It's, it's pulpy for sure. We love that. Yeah. Well, so is this shit. What oh, the hell is this? Come on. We were. This feels like Grey's Anatomy. This plot is very like. Yeah. And apparently, Where it was. Where did I go? Wrong, <laughs> I lost a peep. <laughs> it was serialized, so like. I think it took, like, eight months for this whole story to come out in the newspaper. Imagine. And I guess that's why it's 500 pages, because he had to, like, hit word. You know, you get paid by the word back then. Yeah, uh-huh. So, anyways, Pip lives with his sister. His parents have both died. I think they had several other siblings who had all died, too. But he's living with his sister and her husband, who's actually a very sweet character, Joe Garger. And Joe made me very mosh-mosh at the very end. Joe is a sweetie pie. He's a very sweet person who is a blacksmith. Mm -hmm. And so, at the beginning, Pip is at the... Gravesite of his parents. I guess it's Christmas Eve, and a very dirty, creepy looking Rafe finds with shackles on him runs up on him and is like, Hey, that hair too. Girl, what? <laughs> <laughs> Dusty. They said, We're going to get Rafe finds, but he's not going to be the Rafe finds you know and love. Yeah. Um, yep. So he is. Uh, Someone named Bogwitch, is that what it was? It, can't sure be right. is, it sure is Bogwitch, thank Magwitch. you. Magwitch. Oh, never mind. What a weird name. <laughs> I'm just over here defending it like I know. So, Magwitch is an escaped criminal, and he's like, hey, there's, an, there's a guy behind me, you can't see him, but like you don't want to cross paths with him, I'm actually nice compared to him. What you're going to do is, you're going to bring me a file, like to file my shackles off, you're going to bring me a pie, and you're going to bring me some brandy. And the kid's like, okay, okay, okay. And he's like, and you're not going to tell anybody about it. So Pip gets home. His sister's in a fighting mood. Joe, like, defends him. That's, like, the first time you see Joe being, like, sweet. And kind of like, well, my wife's kind of a firebrand, huh? Mm -hmm. Um, Kind of a turd. So Pip returns the next day, steals their Christmas pie, some brandy, whatever. Goes, meets Magwitch back at the um, gravesite and gives him all the shit. So... His sister is like, where the hell is the pie? Thankfully, they get interrupted by the police coming in with a different convict who also has shackles that have been broken. And they're like, you, blacksmith, fix it. And that changes the story. So, somehow, this is very unclear to me. A, a wealthy woman named Miss Havisham played mm-hmm. almost two on the nose by Helena Bonham Carter. I, do you who, think else that, do you, who else do you have play this? Who do you call? Who do you call? Who do you call if you need an eccentric Victorian Helen person, Obama? You but, call Helen Obama Carter. But this is like, okay, what would be like a role that you would like to see her stretch into a little bit? I would love to see her play someone who is not campy, like a just mm-hmm. true straight across the plate dramatic role. You know, what with I, no camp. No camp no camp. You know what I'd like to see her in? What? Um like a classic second act love story. Oh, bitch, I would love like that. A, for like like an under the tuscans make her go get sun. Mm. In Tuscany. She would say no in the writer. Yeah, I, I actually refuse to be exposed to the sun's light. I can't do rays. that. I'm so sorry. I will not be filming in Australia. No. Um, none of that. No, but I, yeah, I'd like to see her, like, wear some warm tones. Yes. And, like, be wooed by a man. Ooh, I would absolutely love to see her in, like, an earth tone. Wouldn't she look beautiful in a cranberry? And, like, maybe not with, like, she just always has that same hair. You know? Yeah, they, I would like to see her like wear a, like a slick low bun. Yeah, like a tight curl that is so big mm-hmm. and like strands of white in it. Like she's always Bellatrix. She's always Mrs. Lovett. She is. You she know, is. and like to be honest, I love that for her. She's good kinda at it. It's kind of like what I would choose for myself. Truly. And she's really good at it, but the thing is, I think it disguises the fact that she's just, hot. Okay, she's hot, Your Honor. First of <laughs> she's all, she's hot, and she's like one of those like shorty McGordy women with like stacked titties. So oh, it's big like old. How, you, how big dare old you? I know. How dare you? Yeah. yeah. No, um, I agree. No, I'm so jealous of that. As you know, someone who is shaped like a lowercase D. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just it's all. It's good though. No, it's. I would prefer like some booby, <laughs> Like, I chose to incarnate into this, but I wish I'd chosen more booby. You, know, you know? But I think your boobies are great. Thank you as a sister. Like, I think you can say none else. But anyway, I'll just say there's like nothing more powerful than like a five foot two woman with tiggle bitties. No, yeah. The like, those, those women know something. <laughs> they do. Um, uh, anyway, yeah. She, I would love to see her like, in like a little wrap dress. Yeah. I feel like, Maybe that's why I find Cat Denning so unctuous. Is I feel like she's trying to step on Helen and Bottom Carter's. I would love to like walk past a therapist's office and just hear. And maybe that's why I find Cat Denning so unctuous. Is, like, I feel like she's like, sort of doing the like short girl with the stacked boobies. And like well, a that, hot topic okay, aesthetic that's thing. That's you're dealt. First right, of all, no, but, but I mean, like, I think she's like trying to like step on the hot topic aesthetic of it all. Do you know what I mean? Oh my God. She's you going, you going more than pit people up white. are like 5'2 with stacked titties that you like... You get forced into that. It's <laughs> it's, it. it's, it's the, the, the short cl- girls with stacked <laughs> titties it's the hot topic, topic pipeline. <laughs> 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 and people are afraid to talk about it. <laughs> they really are. <laughs> <laughs> when you get there they say you're either gonna be a siren or a villain and i'm so sorry wow break the binary on that one too <laughs> i've really done some good work this here today this show is for five two girls with triple d tits we hear you. We see you. We love you, and you have choices. <laughs> love is love is love. Oh my god. Okay. Anyway, Helen Obama Carter wearing <laughs> the Chris Angel contacts in this. <laughs> in this, <But> she just looks <laughs> like a Sheena. You she contacts. really has it. It's. Very unsettling. So she's a um, ooh, boy I'm ooh, spinster, which is a word we don't use very much. Classic crone. <laughs> and um, <laughs> her whole deal is she got jilted and then like therefore wears her wedding dress for the rest of her life. And I'm like, gross, stinky, <laughs> Yo, crusty. When is, when is laundry day? With, like, I, and what do you wear then? But nothing. I'll, I like, think she just wears that dirty dress. And you have to stay in your wedding day shape for the rest of your life. I don't think so, Buster. <laughs> No, that's not gonna happen. It's, it's not no, realistic. No. no way, Buster. But like just I'm just there's like a general crustiness associated with yes, that choice. Like yeah. you had the smell. The dust. The one well, they they the aesthetically smell. conveyed the dust. They the the dust came across. I was sneezing sure. watching it. It's nasty. Nasty. She has a little girl that she's adopted named Estella. Uh-huh. And there, they are yeah. both dressed inappropriately for the age, you see. Mm -hmm. They're very dressed uh, late 18th century. Yeah, but of course that was, like, in her writer. Of course. Yeah. But, like, so I think that's the kind of the point they're making is, like, she's very stuck in the past because you see Estella dressed in this, like, very... It looks kind of, like... Uh, Versailles slash early oh, colonial yeah, period. Yeah. You know the the half sleeve with the bell at the at the thing. Yes, yes, yes. That silhouette, which was not really in vogue at that point. Oh, so okay, you better do research. Come I on. did. Yeah, yeah. So this is like early eighteen hundreds, maybe eighteen twenties. Um, so Pip ends up getting called to like somehow he gets the gig of being uh, Miss Havisham's little plaything. Like she's like, and literally, I just want to watch you play, and I'm going to pay you to be here. And I just want to watch you be a child, and it's very creepy, like a a Craigslist sort of ask. Like you need to get out of there. But for some reason, his his red flags don't go up. He's a child. He's a child, and And nothing, nothing inappropriate does seem to happen, other than just like it's just generally creepy. Mm -hmm. So, but he, as a young boy, becomes enamored of Estella, even though she's like rude as hell to him. She is so rude to him. So rude, and. I feel like little Estella, they try to, see, like, make her seem like she's got, like, a little bit of a wistful, like, oh, well, bye-bye, when he goes away for the last time. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, uh, hopefully I'll see you at some point. And she goes, that does, that seems unlikely. And then kind of, like, looks back at him. Mm-hmm. Um, but she grows up to be a hardened... A classic bitch. Classic bitch. Sorry, <laughs> 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 <She laughs> sucks. <laughs> Apparently there's no denying she was one. <laughs> and so... Um, Joe Gargery is at this point training Pip to be a blacksmith and, and then, then they flash forward Y- yes. So, Did you have anything else you want to say no, about phase one? This, no, no. Oh. Well, I guess you need some, like, little pale boy who's like, <sighs> Oh, yes. Okay, there is a little boy that comes to the house. It's called Satis House. S-A-T-I-S, as in satisfied. Um, oh, okay. And they don't like each other's whole thing. They get in a fight, whatever. Also of note, um, there is a little girl at school who seems to be a couple years older than Pip mm-hmm. named Biddy who yeah. seems very sweet. She's what just a like country a sweet, name. cute little country girl, and she can read, and she helps Pip learn how to read. Joe Gargery doesn't know how to read, which yeah. is very sad and very, like, sweet, because later he writes a note to Pip, and I was like, oh, really? oh I know. It was really sad. It was really sweet, though, because it's like, oh, he learned. Um, anyway, so Biddy and Pip are, like, kind of friends. He's, she's teaching him, like, everything. He's like, I want you to teach me, and she goes, what? And he's like, everything. So she, like, teaches him about the kings and queens of England, and teaches him how to read, whatever. So then when he... They skipped to, like, phase two. Mm-hmm. Apparently the, the book is in three phases. Phase two, he's, I guess, about 20. Yeah, 20, maybe. He looks so much like Taylor Lautner He does. Yeah. I, I was, like, struck by that, but then the more I looked at or him... Because, by the way, the little boy playing Little Pip, cute as hell. Oh, my goodness. Find a cuter little boy. Couldn't do it. So charming. And so after a while, I was like... Big Pip kind of actually does look like little Pip. They're brothers. You don't get that kind of deal in Hollywood often. That's really cute. Yeah. And then they show Pip on the beach with Biddy. She brings a book for him to read. And I thought, wow, she actually does, I thought it was maybe the same girl even, but she looks exactly like Biddy. Mm-hmm. Also sisters. played by sisters. Man. And the older one was Lavender Brown Those and Harry parents Potter. parents ate good. They ate good. Uh, yeah, okay, she's Lavender Brown. I thought she looked she's so cute. Familiar. Yeah. So anyways, Biddy tries to kiss Pip or kisses him or whatever. And then he's like, I wish that I could be content being here and that I would be okay being a blacksmith, like working with Joe. I could marry you, whatever, but like, I don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> deus ex machina shortly thereafter. Hagrid. Hagrid. Again, this is Kickin second the door in a <laughs> With Hagrid. And he doesn't... He's. It's funny seeing him human-sized. Like, I know. Just regular, not tall. He's what not even a tall man. What breed of man. dog does his face look like? Kind mm. of like a mastiff? Yeah, I would say that. That yeah. feels fair. Um, and his name is Jaggers. Yeah, Mr. Jaggers. Um, I love that um, with a... Uh, with a Dickens book, you're gonna get a good sense of everyone's motives by their very silly names. Truly, there, there was a character we haven't mentioned yet who was, um, oh, what's his name? It's the guy David like Williams. Puffinstoff. Pumblechook. Pumblechook. That's uh, Joe Gargery's uncle. Yeah, he was how Pip got in touch with Miss Havisham, apparently. So, anyways, this. Mr. Robbie Coltrane, Mr. Draggers, comes and he's like, I, there's an anonymous benefactor who wants you to be a gentleman, and he's going to, like, truly pay pay your meal ticket. You're not going to work. Like, he was like, Pip's like, what's my job going to be? And he's like, no, 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 okay. you don't understand. You're going to be a gentleman. Like, you're, you're not going to do shit. Like your hands are going it. to be soft. <laughs> and um, I will be, like, your... I'll look after you. Um, and here's 20 guineas, which is, like less than what Miss Havisham paid Pip to, like, play with her. Um, and he, like, gives that to Joe, and he's like, this is, you know, for the loss of your services or whatever. And Joe Joe keeps calling Pip, like, his, like, best buddy. Like, they're just, oh. like, they're so... It's, he's very sweet to him. Yeah. Um, so anyways, Pip is like, okay, well, bye, when do I leave? <laughs> and um, goes to... Pum- oh, I'm going to miss you so much. Yeah, I'm going to miss you so much. Goes to Pumblechook to get, like, an appropriate London outfit. This made me giggle, because I was okay. like, why would you go... The Taylor person that you've ever met. Too. Like, and also, do you think if you showed up in London dressed like a, you know, country blacksmith that you would stand out more than this outfit? Wait, wait till you're in London. And, like, wait till and you're in London there. in this, like, yeah, exactly. Get find a tailor there who can make you a suit that's like what other like people are I'm wearing. Moving to the big city, and then you go to like Miss Dina's, right? Miss Dina's dress barn. Miss Dina's Gloria. dress barn, an old town spring, <laughs> to get a mum for the big city, <laughs> and then you go to like Miss Julianne's Good old beauty shop to get the Karen <laughs> <laughs> to get to get your Karen and your chunky highlights. Um, so he gets to London in this just ridiculous ivory ensemble. It you know what it rhymed with the first day of school. and never been kissed when Josie Greasy oh, shows up my God. <laughs> in that all white outfit. Oh wow! It did. It S- started like wearing that. white after Labor Day. I don't think you're supposed to wear white after 1987. Oh man, a movie hurts my feelings. The movie's so good. It's real. It's really good. But like like. I have to be in a good headspace to watch oh, I mean, it I it's it like, so ouch. It really is mean. Anyway, so he gets to London and he goes to see Mr. Jaggers in his office. And Mr. Jaggers is like truly batting away people that are like trying. He's like, they're like, can you take my case? And he's like, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> and um, he sees what Pip's wearing and he's like, okay, well, here's a card for a tailor. A hosier, a wig maker, and a hat maker. These are who you see, and here's where you're going to go stay, and here's your allowance. And he gets, like, a bunch of money, and he's, like, had him join a gentleman's club. Mm. Mm. No, bitch. Okay, so he goes to his little apartment first. When he gets there, he meets a guy named Something Pocket. What's his name? what a dumbass last name oh my god Herbert Her- Pocket Herbert Pocket which they're like the in-laws they yeah. mentioned that earlier like yes. the Pockets are like in-laws to the Havishams or yes. something like that and turns out Pocket recognizes him, the little boy that he got in fisticuffs with when he was mm-hmm. a little boy. But the two of them quickly become inseparable, which was kind of sweet, I guess, you know. Yes. So here we have Ali Alexander. Who Fr- is he? Uh, Ali Ali Oxenfree. He thank y'all. <laughs> uh he is the singer of Years and Years. Oh really? Yes. Oh, he did have a really adorable little face. He's got a very sweet face. Um, he was in like an older episode like like a one of those like weird after episodes of skins okay um, okay and then he's also in i think in a new show that's like set in the 80s called uh it's a sin oh oh my god i want to watch that they had yeah. a whole episode of pop culture happy hour about it that made it sound very sweet and unmissable yeah i need to watch it okay. years and years a cover of it's a sin okay um, okay which I, i'm trying to remember who sings that song It's a sin. It's a great song. Oh, he's a little cancer. Oh my God! Of course he is. Mm -hmm. Have you heard any Years and Years lyrics? Mm -mm. Oh my God! All of them are like, "You are crushing me." Like,
1: (laughs) man, no, cutie. He's
0: adorable. Um, But one thing I don't like is like a forced nickname Mm -hmm. oh yeah and he's like like, I'm gonna call you Handle Handle. like okay yeah that's better than Pip like Pip is cute Pip is cute and it's shorter oh also the, the anonymous benefactor was like you have to keep going by Pip yeah. For some dumbass reason. No, but you know strange. what? Also, you should always go by Pip. It's a cute name. No, it's a cute name. So, he joins this gentleman's club. And there is one guy there that I found especially unctuous. And he's not the, the blonde guy, one. The blonde one. Mm-hmm. He's not the one that Stood you're supposed out, like, to a hate. like sore thumb. I was like, I hate that guy's whole deal. No, his whole thing fell off. Was he wearing makeup? <laughs> I don't know what his deal. I was. Uh, I felt wait. like. Like, okay, you're in the wrong movie. It's, he was gross. He was yeah. extremely gross. I mean, he yes. felt very pickup artist. It, uh, uh, yes. Um, yes. Uh, anyway, so there's another guy at the Gentleman's Club um, named Bentley Drummle. <laughs> Again, Oh, my named. God. I mean, what's sillier here? Like, the actors' names are like, the... Oh, right, the... Character names. Because right. there was one I just passed on here where I was like, "Come on!" So he, Mister Dremmel, and Pip basically immediately. Pookie Kweznall is someone who's <laughs> yes, I, I did see that earlier, and I was like, I <laughs> "You, Pookie, you did come to my mind, Pookie." <laughs> so they immediately run afoul of each other. Like it's on site They just don't trust each other. I don't trust like that. So um, this gentleman's club. Miss me with the whole thing it's about like a food fight or something it's just a bunch of rich boys i i don't know what is what is their whole purpose um well, okay, it's like in... Is Gilmore. it like a fraternity, but without the yeah, college? Yeah, no, yeah, it's, yeah, it's like a secret society. It's like rich boys getting together, like, uh, twig and plums kind of thing. Thanks, I absolutely hate it. Keep it. No, it's like, you remember in Gilmore Girls, so like, the friggin' yes. umbrella scene? Yes, yeah, So <laughs> stupid, God, that was when that show really started to absolutely Jump the friggin' shark. <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah. So, anyways, um, turns out that Herbert Pocket is... Um, Acquainted with Estella, um, Miss mm-hmm. Havisham's daughter, who Pip has still well, and carried a candle for all like, these years. Oh, she's like nasty. Like uh-huh. he he oh. said he says something like she like behaves poorly or something <gasps> Remember? in front of Pi yeah and Pip gets like mad at him yeah. about it yeah I mean every everyone in this in this program tries to warn him that Estella is not a nice person <laughs> including Estella herself so with every Pip, everyone when Pip talks to her she literally has this whole one of those like self revealing monologues that's like listen I'm bad news I'm, I'm as I told you I'm no, not like I'm other weird girls. okay <laughs> yeah ever see me without this hat. I'm not like other girls. I'm much worse. (laughs) She really is. She says, um, basically that Miss Havisham has kind of raised her to be cold and unfeeling to everyone. By the way, played by, um, Holiday Granger. Holiday Granger. What a cute name, Holiday. It really is cute. Um, so, and she's gorgeous. She is. Um, she, uh, really tries to like throw Pip off her, off her trail. Like, she's like, you don't want to mess with me. I'm bad news. Whatever. But Pip is, like, undeterred. Um, so then, I can't... There probably some other shit happened, but the, I think the next thing that was important to me to note was that uh, who should show up but <clears throat> Magwitch himself, Rafe finds, And I still don't understand how. Yeah, so it turns out that... It was like step 1 escape from prison, uh-huh. step 2 question mark, step 3 profit. Profit. <laughs> and so he like made it to Australia and became like a stock farmer, so I guess he just like had huge farms full of sheep. Huh. Which, I mean, it seems like a decent way to make a living, I guess. That's how everybody... That's how I made my living. Like how all the... Well, truly, the Shermans. Oh, yeah. I was joking, but actually, that's truly why I'm here. <laughs> our ancestors, Sherman means shearermen. So, our ancestors made their money off of shearing sheep. Wow. How um, cute for us. What a charming core little thing <laughs> That for us. is extremely cottage core. Yeah. So, um, Magwitch is like... Honestly, it's like, I need you to take it down, like... Eight to ten notches. He's not eleven all the time. He, he's like, my boy, my... Son. Like, acting very familiar with Pip. And it's like, sir, we met twice. There's no way you remember me. One, either. when you threatened me. Mm-hmm. And two, when I gave you the food that you threatened me. Under duress. <laughs> Under duress. And, like, so Magwitch is like, you... Saved my life. How did he find him? How did he find him? Well, I guess... He didn't even know his name. So, they did tie some stuff in that sure. kind of... That makes sense later, So, but. it makes sense that, like, Magwitch actually had a connection to this area, which I think was somewhere near Kent, um, <clears throat> and in that comes out the, the, the I feel like the last third it was like Carl, <laughs> I didn't know they just started squirting characters on at all what really was happening <laughs> so um it turns out and Herbert Pocket had told Pip some of this about the mess with the Havishams because he was like Miss Havisham was jilted yes but like the situation was that her fiance had her like finance a brewery that he was going to found with her half-brother. Made killer IPAs. Killer IPAs. Right. Just absolutely make your mouth pucker. Smangin'. <laughs> um, so she signs a bunch of her money over to this mm-hmm. venture, and then the guy leaves her. And it was like a a plot that her brother and this guy had come up with um, to just defraud her. And it turns out that Magwitch and this guy named Compesson Compson. Oh, I hated that name. Compson. Compson was the ex-fiance that Miss ha- Miss Havisham was supposed to marry, mm-hmm. and so yeah, he was the other escaped convict that was in the graveyard that day. Oh, that, Okay. Yeah, it would have like killed him. Ended up coming like they ended up having to like repair his um, shackles or whatever. Um, so, anyways, Magwitch was like. I hated myself for doing all of that to that poor woman. Like I, that was like the low point in my life. I was working with Compass, and he <laughs> described himself as being like Compasson's black slave. Would have thought maybe for the 2012 version, we can just maybe tweak that little bit of dialogue. Wow, I didn't even. Could you say indentured servant, <laughs> or just slave? <laughs> or just slave? <laughs> I mean, like yeah, that word that word certainly predates. Um the awful, uh, mo- most modern right um, incorporation of it. But it was but. very, right, it was very weird. Um, c- truly also because Britain had, like, outlawed the Atlantic slave trade at that point, so... There was... They already knew that, like, black slavery was a, a moral evil. I, like, why would you equate what you were doing to that? That's okay. Yeah. So anyway, We don't have to do... You we don't have to do all word that. word by word the same dialogue from the, the book. <laughs> truly, truly, it was written in like the 1850s. We can we can change some things. Half of those things are, aren't existing anymore. About aren't existing. I don't know what a mag I just witch did, is. I just did like <laughs> like a classic like accidental. What the hell's a drummel? Meg, uh, what's her nuts? Like yeah, she just adds a gerund. <laughs> <laughs> Why can I? Well, I love her. Why can't I remember her last Meg, name? Meg. Um, Oh shit, Stalter, Meg Stalter, yeah. Did you see her uh, I, uh, girl that's you? gonna die that changes your life? Yes. Oh my god, it was <laughs> incredible. it was absolutely. Incredible. I like I couldn't. I I watched it once and was like incredible. I, I can never watch this again. No, it was <laughs> too real. She's like, y- you're always you're you're you always be coming in here. No. <laughs> Did you be missing the beast? <laughs> anyway, so, um, uh, Magwitch explains his whole thing and is like, my boy, you saved my life to Pip. That's why when I made all this money, I knew I owed it all to you. I said, if I ever made a dollar or whatever, a farthing, whatever the... So he was the benefactor. He was the benefactor that whole time. Which Pip had thought that it was Miss Havisham. Uh Uh-huh. This is how stupid I am. I didn't know. Yeah, now. yeah. So he thought it was Miss Havisham. When he left to go to London, he went by Miss Havisham. Yeah, Havisham's- he like, swung by and like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Thank exactly. Her. And she, he goes to confront her about this, and he's like, "You let me believe that you were my benefactor," mm-hmm. and it's almost like he thought that she was going to help him become good enough for Estella or yes. something. Well, she it kind of seemed like that. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh no, no, no! You were just here in front of my like." vulture cousins who are always asking me for money and I thought it would really like get their goat if they thought that I was giving you a bunch of money and not them and so he's like that's rude as hell yeah did <laughs> and you think that was kind <laughs> yeah and she he says was that kind and she goes like kind who am I to be kind and then she gets too close to the fire in her flammable wedding dress A lesson you'd think she would have learned after 30 years of wearing it. Truly. And uh, Pip puts her fire out. Apparently in the book, she actually survives for a little while. And the, like, I'm sorry, forgive me conversation happens on her deathbed. But, like, I think the movie was smart to just be like, we don't need all that. She's going to die right here, and she's going to tell him, forgive me. And it was grisly enough. Like, I didn't need that. So, anyways, Magwitch coming back puts Pip in a really weird situation because Magwitch is an outlaw, and he's not supposed to be back in Britain. And so Pip is like, I have to, like, help you get back to Australia Mm -hmm. before anyone knows you're here. And the lawyer is very like uh, I don't want to hear about it. Like, did you recognize him? You know that we talked about it, Robbie Coltrane. No, oh, oh, Jagger's. Okay, yeah, I Jagger's. Talking about the little, the shorter dude, oh, the no, blonde who, one. Who is he though? He's from Trainspotting. The other lawyer, the the blonde sweet, the sweetie pie. I don't remember the blonde. blonde his name pie. is. Um, hold on, I'll tell you his name. <laughs> I'll tell you his name. <laughs> Wemmick. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You and Bremer, Bremer, okay, okay, interesting. Yeah, he's in Train Spotting and Wonder Woman. You maybe know him from Wonder okay, Woman. Okay, interesting. And, and First Cow, which I need to watch. Oh my God, I've heard First Cow is so good. I know. I also forgot that they made a Train Spotting sequel. I wonder if I'll ever watch that. Probably not. Um, anyways, so um, basically, though, um, they somehow um, Magwitch gets captured again i think and they make it he's like dying and they make it clear that like when he dies because he is an outlaw all of his money is going back to the crown Mm -hmm. and so when he dies pip is awakened by like debt collectors waking him up and they're like do you can you pay these debts okay come with us and pip gets sprung from debtor's prison and it turns out it was joe garger his Mm -hmm. his sweet brother-in-law who fronted, I think it was like 125 pounds, which must have been just like true. Pip is like, that was your entire life savings. Yeah. And he's like, it's just money, Pip. Like, I can make it back. Bless and, him. um, Pip gets back to Kent or, you know, whatever town near Kent they're from. And he has a little note from Joe that's like, come over Sunday and we'll have a lark or something. Your best bud, Joe. And he goes over and he sees Biddy. And he's like, Biddy, oh my gosh, I've been meaning to come talk to you. And she's like, it's my wedding day. And Biddy marries Joe. Which is cute. It's sweet. And, um... That's that I guess. Like Pip ends up back where he started. Classic circular story. Classic line. circular story. Yeah, he sees a little bit of the world and then realizes that
1: the oh, best stuff he, like, is right
0: there. Runs into- and <laughs> the best stuff is it's right there. Oh, but he did also front a bunch of money for his best buddy pocket to like have get some job somewhere. Oh, like yes. he like helps him buy like buy himself a job. Yes. Um, oh, and, and then, no, the important thing, too, this is also important. He starts important. making money as, like, a working man. Yes. Yeah. But there's also important to note that in all of this, you find out that Magwitch is actually Estella's father. Likely yes. Estella's father. Oh, my God, I forgot about that because it was like, it didn't matter. There's just, honestly, Dickens was truly throwing shit at the wall. What, what was the, the drug of the day? Was it mescaline? Was uh, he doing a mescaline? No, it that was probably, like, a um, hundred years out from discovering that one for white was people. That? What was the stuff called? Um, Opium? No, 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 no! It wasn't opiate. Uh, shit! What is that drug that everyone was doing? Uh, Victorian painkiller. Love to pain look up what the drug of the time is. It was di dee di laudanum. Yeah, but that's a downer. Do they have any? Do they have any uppers? Can you look up Victorian uppers? Oh, I'm sure they loved like cocaine. Victorian uppers. Okay. Wait, was they were, did they have access to cocaine at that point? Oh yeah, girl. That's crazy. Yeah. What's wild is like. Um, I mean to my there there weren't really like a lot of drugs or laws against drugs at the time were there um they had they had alcohol opium cannabis cocaine mezcal and with the uh, invention of the hypodermic needle in the 1840s what what was it that's what the uh, sorry uh, morphine and heroin okay I've been meaning to look up if there's a relationship to mezcal and mezcaline oh that's a good I, I don't know that's a good question um um. Yeah, mm. but they because yeah, remember Coca-Cola was co- yes, co- cocaine. That's right. Initially, that's right. Um, okay. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Um. Anyways, uh, you Dickens have to have Coke to get through the Industrial Revolution. <laughs> truly, you gotta keep up with the machine now, old boy. Dickens. Uh, I would say did too much with this. I think editing is key. crucial and key. Key, <laughs> and it almost feels like. He, I wonder with these serialized stories, if it's kind of like writing a TV show now where you start with like a general idea of where it might be going and then you just start, you find out you got renewed for another season, so it's like, well, I better just start making the, some shit this up. This is, like, an, an American TV show. Yeah, Like, I feel like all of British TV is a response to how off-the-rails Great Expectations yes, they got. they said, we learned something. We did, and it's that it's a blessing to have two seasons, six mm-hmm. episodes. Absolutely. I'll Also, the Peep Show, I think, it has managed to go for, like, what, like, 14 seasons or something at this Is point? it still but on? If, uh, yes, I think so. You can look that up if you'd like, but yeah, I'm pretty sure every season is still, like... Like six episodes. Yeah, and, I mean that's great, and you don't need more, right? Exactly. Um, it's kind of like curb your enthusiasm. Larry David's like, I'll make a season when it suits me, right? You know, whenever we, we whenever we get there, we get there. Whenever we get there, like it's truly whenever I feel like and I it's have enough. stronger for it. Yeah, whenever I feel like I have enough things to joke about. Oh, yeah. I'll make another season because he doesn't need money. Oh my God. No, he doesn't. What a privilege to like be, I don't mean that in like, what a privilege, but no. I mean like, that's cool. Like yeah. what, you really accomplish something. If like, you can just like, yeah, I got some jokes. Let's do it. Yeah. I also feel like that's an interesting thing too, because I feel like if you're that rich, you don't have to have creative output. So it just must be like, he really wants to, you know what I mean? I've heard Fiona Apple talk about like how she's like, she's like, don't like to work. Yeah. All yeah. to be clear, I understand. I have like one of the best jobs. I don't like to do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's like, I'll do it when I need to do it, and I'm not going to be pushed. And bitch, she eats it. She eats it, but I think it's like she she lets it breathe at just the right time as a musician that she could have made enough money in mm-hmm. the '90s to do mm-hmm. that. Like mm-hmm. n- now, it is impossible to make no the, totally the kind of like um, messy she's probably money that she has getting like still royalties from things that were in movies or you know <laughs> that yeah, but like. CD sales used to be a real way to make mm-hmm, buck. Mm hmm. Um, and I certainly gave her that money multiple times. But man, like fetch the bolt cutters didn't have to be that good. It's nuts. She snapped. She yeah. She quite literally snapped. I. She she's almost a year old. Happy birthday. She have you first keeps fetch the bolt cutters. She just keeps coming back to like. The well's never dry for her. it Seems mm. like Fiona Apple. Good for her. Good for her. She. W- I remember reading that she like secretly got married and then really? divorced before like anyone knew. Yeah, a legend. Yeah, she was giving. Some, she was giving some interviews. She was like, "I've dated all kinds of people. You have no idea. Like, I've dated every kind of person." <laughs> I believe it. I have been to every country, er, <laughs> every country, every in continent Africa, in, Africa. in Africa. Yeah, <laughs> it's very that. Okay, Okay, so here's what was your Disney Plus suggestion? Famous period piece Pirates of the Caribbean. Jack Sparrow. Is this because we were talking about Orlando Bloom earlier with daisies? No, do you know daisies, what Dangyzzies? Daisies. <laughs> oh man, that's that song rips though. It's like I went for it's a good. run today. No, it's good. There is no better genre of song to go for a run to. That's like nobody believed in me, but me. <laughs> <laughs> like in, in that song, she's like from a small town. You were from Santa Barbara. It's Girl. not that small of a town. And also, you were pretty rich if you were from Santa Barbara. Right? Not not by definition, no, but. But like, but like I she think was, she, she was, yeah, you yeah. Know. Know. um, but yeah, that song does shred, it, shreds. <laughs> it really does shred. Okay, I'm down to watch Pirates of the Caribbean. I think we're going to have a good time. David Jones, Giant Squid, <laughs> Rob Bolton, we're really gonna need you to focus up, Roger that, let, let me try, try with another, another film. film, life is a box of chocolates, <laughs> and, and my, my name, name is Forrest Gump, Gump. another Not period there. piece we haven't done. No. Mm. Um, is Aaron Brockovich a period piece? Yeah, it is, actually. And I've never seen it. I haven't either. Oh, bitch. Okay. That song. We'll maybe we to... do a series <gasps> of, <laughs> based on that song. The song is... Scarface is also a period piece. Lonely Islands. What was the name of the song? Jack Sparrow? Is that the name is of the song? Is that our next... We're just going to do this next week. Yeah, year I love that. Every movie. I absolutely love that idea. Wow, and it's like such a diverse smattering. It really is. Um. Okay, so we're doing... Pirates of the, of the Caribbean. Caribbean. Forrest Gump.
1: Aaron, Aaron Brockovich,
0: Brockovich and Scarface. I can't believe we're gonna watch Scarface. For this we plan. Whole- <laughs> is it three hours? Because if so, I'm not gonna okay, watch the whole thing. I'm a legal aid. Aaron Brockovich, Brockovich is my name, and you can call me Scarface. I just think it's the silliest of all their songs. Well, Diaper Money also really makes me laugh. <laughs> that is a, that's a really good one. Uh, it is a so the movie is 1983. When's it set? I think it's a period piece. Oh, you know what? Barely. The movie was made in 1983 and it's set in 1980, so we could skip that one. Yeah, I don't think because I don't, I don't think really want to watch Scarface. We don't accept it spiritually <laughs> or structurally for this podcast. Yeah, so but we'll do the the first three for sure, no question, no question. All right, so next week, Pirates of the Caribbean on um, Disney Plus. Disney Plus. <laughs> All right, do you have anything else you want to say before we wrap it up? Go go outside, go for a run to daisies. Yeah, it's a great song. Or you know, take a walk if you don't like to run, which I don't, and learn to run. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs>